Today on The Breakdown. A lot of what we do in poker is we think about things, we analyze things, we break things down, we look at ranges, we think about what the guy can have, all that different stuff, and all that's important. But often poker seems like it comes down to one big decision. Does my opponent have it or doesn't he? And all the things that go into the decision, sure, they matter, but one big decision. We have a hand today where Patrick Serta has one really big decision in a huge spot, probably the biggest spot of his life. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. That was like almost ominous. The way the way you open that thing is like, uh, man, am I watching Game of Thrones over here? Oh, I hope so, man. Some, some ice dragons and shit. Yeah, can't kill that dragon and think it's not going to come back as an ice dragon. Spoilers. Wow. <laughs> you know, I, I could be referring to something else. Yeah, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, talking about Breaking Bad, where Walter White becomes an ice dragon. Spoilers. Sorry, I thought that it's been long enough. Statute of limitations and all. Okay, that's just ridiculous. You don't think there's a statute of limitations on spoilers? I think um, I'm really excited. I may have said this once before on the show, but I don't think so. And I'm going to say it now. There's somebody out there who's watching Better Call Saul and has no sense that Breaking Bad exists. Maybe it'll be yeah. after Better Call Saul is done and they're going to binge it all, you know, yeah. on Netflix. And they're just going to watch Better Call Saul and they're going to love it. And then they're going to start watching Breaking Bad separately. And, and not, not realize? And not realize until Saul's going to show up. And at first I'm like, that's weird. And then more and more characters are going to come in and they're going to get really excited and realize that it's a prequel to Better Call Saul. Well, actually, it's not. It's both a prequel and a sequel. It's yeah. Um, it's a sequel. Yeah, okay. It's, and yeah, you're right. It's mostly a sequel. That it's a sequel to Better Call Saul and they're just going to be super excited as they know all the different players and stuff. And they're going to think like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> you know? Like, I just want to be that guy so bad and I can't be. Yeah, I want to unsee Fight Club for the first time, you know? Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I did have that experience a little bit with the movie Split, actually, at the very end of Split. Really? Yeah, where I realized sort of the greater universe that it was in, and ah, that was very exciting to me. I see. And I was like, are they really going to do another? Because now it seems like they're setting up to do another thing, and indeed they are, and that's also very exciting to me. So anyway, I'm not going to spoil that, though. Yeah, you wouldn't, than, you wouldn't dare. I would try not you to. You spoiled the ice the, dragon. The statue, statute of limitations. No, the statue of limitations. Yeah, obviously you're going to make fun it's of that. It's my favorite that's statue. It's like 100%. A million percent. Anyway, let's talk about this hand. Come on. All right. We'll talk about it. This is a cool hand. Okay. It was suggested by Ronnie. Yep. Little Ronnie on Twitter. We are two poker guys, the poker guys, whatever. Twitter. Hey, Ronnie. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. You may tweet upon us if you have a hand to suggest. Yes, please do. And uh, please include a YouTube link and a timestamp, which Ronnie did. He's a professional. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. And we are heads up for a WPT, WPT Montreal where there is a $300,000 Canadian difference between first and second. That's Montreal where the dollars are worth less. Yeah, but not a lot less. It's still a significant difference. It's, it's you know, yeah. in it's American like, dollars, it's like 230 k It's like, yeah, it's like 75% or a little more, whatever, of the value. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And um, so we got Patrick Serta and Emma Zajmovich. Nice. I think. She, of course, won. She's the first female WPT winner in history. She won in 2017. That's cool. So, yeah, that is. That's really neat. And she is now, as you see, she's heads up. She's vying to become, well, the first 
two-time female winner. I yeah. don't think there's been one since she won either. I don't believe. I don't really keep track of the WPT too much, but it's, but it's pretty of, cool that some, a female finally won a WPT. It's kind of shocking how long it's been since a female made it to the World Series of Poker main event final table. Yeah. That is a st- statistical anomaly for sure. I mean, I bet the year Gail Bauman and Elizabeth Hill finished 10 and 11, I bet that a woman would make the final table like getting, I think, 8 to 1 or something like that. It was 10 to 1. I remember this because it's like such an incredible price if you actually do the math. Yeah. And, uh, and they almost did. They both almost didn't, didn't. Although you could argue Gail Bauman did because yeah. that was the final table because they were all players. on one table. Yeah. Um, so actually, that ended up being a push, that bet, not a loss for me, which is great. But somehow, a woman has still not made it. It's since, since, I mean, it's really weird. When was the last time a woman actually made it? It's I, not in the 2000s? It was Barbara Enright. She definitely made it. Yeah. I think that's it. That may have been, that may have been in the 90s. Yeah, 95. That's insane. We've had at least 18 main event final tables and not a single female. And we've really only had one super close call, right? Which is Gail Bauman and Elizabeth L. Yeah. Anyone, has a female made the top 15 besides Erica that? Motino, she got pretty deep. Like 20s, in the 20s. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe 24th or something. What did Kelly Minkin get her best year? I mean, nowhere close to that, yeah. right? She did probably like, I don't know, 40? So it's a strange statistical anomaly. It's not like women are inherently worse at poker or anything because we've seen female EPT winners, WPT winners everywhere oh, yeah. else. It's just strange. There are a lot of really good female poker players. Yeah. We see them, you know, but whatever. They're not winning main events, that's for sure. Even getting to the final tables, it's very strange. Vanessa Selps basically retired, so she's not going to be doing it anymore i, I predict she will play in more main events yeah she'll probably play the main event every year yeah or even though she year. really did not enjoy the main event last year no she was not happy in that moment she, the last two main events she went out in very notable hands that everyone talked about the first one was like noble and honorable the of sec- course the second set. the second one top full house people gave her a bunch of shit and they probably didn't need to give her a bunch of yeah. shit and but she lashed out a little too hard about the shit the thing that sort of sucks when you're Vanessa Selps or someone like Vanessa Selps is you have to keep it classy even when they don't. So yeah. they give you all this shit for making a play that they don't understand. And even most of the poker world really doesn't understand. Yeah. But you're Vanessa Selps. You know why you did it. You don't have to tell them that you're smarter than they are and that you know. Right. And that, of course, you have a reason that they're stupid for, for questioning it. Anyone who's like paying, has a pulse should know that they're stupid for questioning what she's doing, you know? Right. Like, now, she, it's okay to question her, of course, but to say, like, that was horrible. Good players make bad plays. Right, of happens. course. But just to sort of, like, blanketly say that was horrible is, is crazy when it's Vanessa Selbst, right? right? Like, you have to really think about it and go deep to have any chance at all to say that. And probably yeah. even then it's questionable at best. I agree. She has reasons for everything she does. Come on. Yeah, she's smart. All right, anyway, so we do have Emma Zajmovic against Patrick Serta. Yeah. First is $652,000 U.S. dollars. Second, $424,000 U.S. dollars. Okay. They are early in the heads-up match. I think you told me, Jonathan, they're like 11 hands in. Yep, this is the 11th hand, and they're playing for a quarter million dollars. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is a 100K, 200K, 200K game. So they're fucking up the big blind Annie. I need to talk about it. Okay. Why do you act so exasperated? I just don't care. But it's worth talking about. You know, we're the poker guys. We talk about poker stuff. Okay. So we're huge advocates of the big blind Annie, right? Yes. But it has to be done properly. And... What properly means is if there's ever a table that's four-handed or less, you should have the big blind ante or have some form of that where the big blind ante is not the same as the big blind anymore or else the per orbit cost or the M, as people like to say, sometimes is exorbitant, is too much. Would you agree? I mean, I agree, but I don't think it's a big deal. You think it's a bigger deal than I do. It's certainly a bigger deal at a final table when stacks get short and stuff. Like yeah. You're supposed to play every hand. It's weird. Yeah, that's true. 
But I mean, if you what it should be is a small blind ante, right? Yeah, it change. You, you, yeah, have it. Yeah, but I mean, it still pretty still really changes things, right? I mean, it's not like in the old days where you're just putting up an ante. There's a lot more in the pot than there would have been. But the if you if you have it with at least with four players, the per orbit cost remains about the same as mm-hmm. the regular yes, antes. That's right. Which is the purpose, right? Yes. So of course we would like to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. They didn't do it in this event, or the software just didn't register it. But no, I, they didn't do it. Come I imagine they so didn't we, do it. So we know about that software. It's easy yeah. to change that software. There's, there's multiple things about the Big Blind Entity that I think could be done better by a lot of players or places. Like There shouldn't be like a 1600 level because it's harder because you have to have the exact change. Mm-hmm. Make it a 1500 level. They're all going to get better at that they as are. time goes on. We do have one Twitter follower who is the uh, director of poker operations at ARIA. I don't know if he's a listener, but Sean McCormack, mm. you're probably on top of this stuff. But if you aren't, those things are important. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, so we uh, are heads up. They're, they are pretty deep. Actually, quite deep for heads up. Yeah? Yeah. Emma is on the button slash small blind. She's got 15 million, 200K, oh, big so blind. 75 blinds? Yeah. Wow. That's this is a five. Good. This is a 5K event, by the way. Okay. Um, she is the effective stack. Patrick has 16.2 million, so barely has recovered. We are deep for heads up. We are very deep. So Emma's going to open the action with King Nine off, King of Diamonds, Nine of Spades, and she's going to raise to 500K. Okay. Patrick is in the big blind with 7-5 of Diamonds, and he decides to take this hand and 3-bet it, which is kind of a strange hand to 3-bet. I mean, it's fine to 3-bet this hand. It is. This is the kind of hand that does flop well, and it's okay to call with, but you know, if you want to have a 3-betting range that isn't just like monsters and total crap... These are kind of good hands because when you're called, first of all, they, they win a fair amount of the time and yeah. they win in surprising ways. So it's a little harder for your opponent to see, to see it on the board. Like when the board comes ace high, they check fold. When the board comes king high, they fold. When the board comes seven, five, five, or obviously that's a pretty good flop. But you yeah. know, when, you, when you flop two pair, you, flops, you make a straight or something like that. It's really hard for them to put you on it. So that, that's valuable, I think. I agree. I agree. I mean, it's not a terrible hand to three, but it's just, you know, typically you won't see it. Mm. I think a lot of players will three bet a hand like this. Uh, they are deep, which makes it more of a thing. To, like if they're like twenty five buns effective, I think it's a pretty clear call. But with the, these depth of stacks, call or, or maybe you just shove it. That's a pretty big shove, but yeah, yeah. maybe. But you know, your heads I, up. I probably wouldn't do that. Um, but Emma's not having it. No, with her king nine off, she four bets. Yes, to three point eight million. She does block ace king and kings and stuff like that. That's good, I guess. Mm-hmm. Also, it's possible that Patrick's just a loosey-goosey guy, and she's like, yeah, you're going to fold a lot. Maybe she just feels like King 9 off isn't good enough to call. How much did he make it? 1.6 over 500. And he make, she makes it 3.8. Okay. Do you think King 9 off is good enough to call heads up in this spot, in position? Oh, that's a good question. I think it probably is just not good enough. I don't like calling with King 9 off there. What about King 8 suited? I mean, I prefer king eight suited to king nine off, which maybe is a, a failing of mine. Um, I'd rather have king eight suited, but I'd really rather have neither of them. So I might, I'd probably just fold them both. When I get four bet here? No, no, no. You're Emma. You have king nine off. You got yeah. three bet. I got three bet. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying about calling the three bet. Yeah. Instead of four yeah, bet. Yeah. Um, so he threads to 1.6, so he makes it eight blinds. Yeah, we put in, it's close. We put it in two and a half. Yeah. Mostly I'm just going to get nitty and fold, I think, unless the guy three bets a lot. And yeah. then I'm probably going to four bet more than I'm going to call, honestly. What do you what think? Do you, how about you? 
I think I'm going to usually four better fold. Yeah. If I have a huge skill advantage over my opponent that I'm well aware of, I might call. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes being in position against certain players, you can call with almost anything. Right. Aaron. Yeah. But assuming I don't know anything about my opponent and they seem good, yeah. I'm probably just going to fold or four bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Emma does four bet. What do you think about her sizing here? She makes it 3.8 over 1.6. So let's see. So there's 4.8, 5.4 with the other stuff that's in there. Not much more, actually. So there's 5.6 in there, and it's 2.2 to call. 2.2 to win 5.6 right now. So we could make it a little bit bigger. The, prob- the reason with why you wouldn't make it bigger is because the effective stacks are, the, the stack-to-pot ratio is, stack-to-bet ratio really, is getting smaller so quickly. And that, that means on the flop, the stack-to-pot's going to be really, really small, much smaller than it would be. Right, but we be. don't want a flop. No, I understand that. But I'm saying, but you can, because of this, you can, you can four bet smaller. Like, you're not supposed to make the four bet the same ratio as what the three bet was. You know I, I, mean? I agree. But from a practical perspective, like, we, our main goal is w- for, for him to fold pre-flop, right? I mean, I, yeah, I, I probably would have made it like 4.1 or something. Okay. But I don't yeah. think you need to make it like 4.8. No, I was thinking like 4.2, but yeah, oh, similar. 4.4, something like that. Yeah. Just, I, would, I would do a little bit more than this, but this is supposed to work the same. Like practically, this is supposed to work against this part of his range, the non-super strong part of his range, all the same anyway. Like he's out of position. He's not going to have good stack to pot. I mean, he's mostly supposed to just throw it away, right? I mean, if, she, if he calls, there's 7.8 million in the pot. And how eight, much is she? 8 million. Okay, and how much is she going to have left? Uh, she's going to have like 12, not even, yeah, 11, 11 million 11 left. Two. So like, what's he, I mean, he just can't call with a lot of things here because like, like implied odds hands aren't very good True. to call with here. By the way, this is a perfect example of that kind of a hand, which just really should be folding here, I think. Probably, but he doesn't. Right, of course not. He calls. Uh, otherwise, this would not be a very good hand to choose to do on the breakdown. So, so I don't like this call for the reasons I'm just saying. If this, this stack to pot is just so ridiculously small. That's true, but he's calling 2.2 to win 8. That is or true. 2 no, point, no 2.2 2. 2 to win 6.8. Right, which is pretty, pretty good. 5.8. But, Sorry. Uh, it's getting worse all the time. Uh, 2.2 2 to win 5.8 is still pretty good, but it's not amazing out of position where there isn't that much more to win later. You yeah. know, with five, seven. Yeah. Like, I think you're supposed to fold this for sure. If you're in position, I, I can justify it more. It's possible that he thinks he's way better than her and can figure yes. it out better than her. Okay. Well, that is a reason to call for yeah. sure. But you're giving up position and you're, you've got a massive rage disadvantage. These are all big problems, but so, it, at least you're getting a good price. So this is a, uh, even one word this deep pointing to one of the problems with three betting in the first place with a hand like five, seven suited. Yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit of an ambitious call, I think. But I also think she probably should have sized it up a bit more. I agree. I agree. She's not supposed to give him this good a price. It's supposed to suck a little bit more for him to call. Yeah. She's trying to not price herself. I mean, she's trying not to lose too much when he five bets all in, right? That's what she's doing. Right. Almost certainly. But I mean, what difference, price it, what difference does it make 300K that you lose on that versus like... I mean, it all matters. Right, it but matters. you're garnering... I think you're garnering more extra fold equity than that loss. I agree. But in her mind, maybe she doesn't think so. Maybe. Because again, he's really supposed to fold this hand. Yeah. He's just true. supposed to throw it away. And so the fact that he doesn't, sort of like, oh, okay. By the way, she's, she's in pretty good shape against this hand. Yeah. 
So she's, that's nice. Considering she has King Nine off, that's a pretty good deal. Sixty two thirty eight. That's she's, pretty good. She's sixty two thirty eight, and she's going to run a lot more often than that. We would assume, right? Because she has the initiative. Yeah. So this is a pretty good spot. It is, and the pot's going to be eight million. Mm. Before we get to the flop, I want to talk about a few things. Okay. One, I have these amazing health products. Yeah. That can give you vitality. They can give you happiness. What else? All you need is four easy payments of nine hundred dollars. So to my, to my PayPal, thirty six hundred. Yeah, and what what are these pills called? Are they don't pills? worry about it. Just PayPal me. They're supplements. Yeah. What are what do you what do you, how do you ingest? Them? They're called Super Vital Force. That's a good name. There might be one called that. I don't know. There probably isn't. It's not <laughs> that might, good a name. <laughs> there might be. Anyway, that's not true. That's all a lie. But what is not a lie is that Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is a great place to play online poker. It's pretty sweet. I like how you now you like you take their trust. You throw it in the garbage, and you're like, but now trust me on this. No, I was showing them what a lie looks like, and now I'm showing them what the truth looks like. But why would they believe you? Don't why would you anybody see? believe anybody? Well, that's a fair question. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. All right, let's get back to Nitrogen Sports Poker, though. There's that uh, little link lingering around in the description of this podcast Please. that you can, you can use if you sign up for Nitrogen for Please. access to exclusive Poker Guys stuff. You got to click it, though. You, you got to click it. You got to click the link or at least or copy-paste it, It's probably. that itch that you can't scratch until you click it. Yeah, or or, or copy-paste, because you probably can't click yeah, it. Yeah, you might want because podcasts don't really let but, you. But for God's sake, copy-paste it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do that. I know it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Because you get access to our exclusive monthly tournament. Also, you help the poker guys out. And yeah. don't you want to do that? Also, you know, it's exclusive monthly tournament now. But every so often, we do other things. Nitrogen comes up with new ideas, or we come up with new ideas. that, And it's for everyone who's sort of under our umbrella and used our link. And yeah. you get, like, sometimes we just do a free roll. Like, there was a point when we did a one Bitcoin free roll, sort of by accident, actually. Yeah. They didn't mean to guarantee that much, but they did. And they paid it out. And it was awesome. And, you know, it's like just cool stuff like that happens sometimes. And it's just because you click the link. Right. Nitrogen's got a poker room. It's all housed on your browser. You don't have to download any software. That's pretty yeah. sweet. It's really easy to sign up. It's just a username and a password. It is Bitcoin only, which is great because the withdrawals take about 90 minutes, which is not the case with many other sites that use Bitcoin. That's they, true. They take two to three days, a lot of them. And the other sites that use not Bitcoin, like dollars, it takes, I mean, forever. And sometimes they just rob you and take all your money. Which we've had happen to both of us. Yeah, which is not great. But Nitrogen is not one of those sites. They also have casino games which are fun, of course, if you like gambling and sports betting, which, you know, NFL is going on, NBA is going on. Get you some. And, you know, Grant and I, we know we like sports betting. We have our own sports betting podcast for crying out loud called Lighting Money on Fire. That's true. So we you do. Can, you should listen to that if you like this show. You should listen to that. And if you like sports or betting, because we talk a lot of sports, we talk some betting too. And you should get on nitrogen, you jerks. Yeah, come on, you jerks. All right. Thank you, jerks. Meanies. For listening. Yeah, we like you guys. All right, so back to the hand. So $8 million in the pot. Flop is six, seven, ten all spades, which gives Emma the straight flush draw with a nine of spades, which sounds more exciting than it is kind of on this board. Yeah. But it's still good to have. I mean, it's pretty good to have. Yeah. We got one out no matter what. Yeah. And Patrick has the five, seven of diamonds for middle pair here. Mm. And uh, it goes check, check on the flop. What do you think about that? Okay. Well, we know why Patrick checks. Yeah. I mean, he has good showdown value. Doesn't want to do a game theory disaster thing. This is an interesting check. For Emma, in that the stack to pot ratio is such that I'm not sure what we're hoping for to come on the turn, really. I mean, I guess there's some scare cards that could come, but a lot of cards, I guess, I mean, we don't have real, we don't have showdown value right now. No. We do have a a reasonable draw. 
A reasonable combo draw. Maybe we feel like with this stack-to-pot ratio, we're going to get shoved on a lot, and we can't really call. I mean, we can bet enough, so we absolutely are forced to call. We can just be committed to the pot. We don't have to bet tiny. Yeah, that's true. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think we should bet tiny and fold. I think we need either to bet big and call. We could just move in. It's only like one point something times the pot. Checking is better than betting small and folding for sure. Yes. So... Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think it's fine, though, to just bet really big here and be like, whatever, you know, if you want to. As opposed to, because if we check, we're just, aren't we just surrendering this pot so much of the time on the turn? I guess we could raise the turn if we wanted to, but that doesn't sound good. I mean, we yeah. Have a blocker. Yeah, any non-spade, non-pair card for us, we're just going to fold if he bets the turn. And then what if a spade comes? He's going to bet we're going to call, and he's going to bet the river, and we're going to figure it out? I mean, it's not great. He might shut down the river a lot when he doesn't have us. Yeah, that's true. He might, or he might just move in. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we just going to hero? I mean, maybe we don't. Maybe our plan is to figure it out then, but I don't know. What do you think about this check? I think it's a weird spot. I think it's it is a weird a, quite a weird spot. I don't, I don't hate it. I mean... He's not going to put us on a flush a ton of the time when we check back and a spade comes. At least not a good flush. That's true. So that's good. But at the same point, our hand is not that good. It would be great to win right now. I mean, even if not putting us on a flush, all that does really, though, is make it so he might bluff, right? Because we're not going to be able to bet for value. So if if we we check here, we have to call call on all flushes, I think. Ugh. I mean, yeah, we may we have to call at least once. I don't know if we have to call twice. That depends on what we think about the yeah. guy, right? Um, I don't know. Like, so how are we supposed to ever feel comfortable at betting later? What's gonna? What cards are gonna? Okay, an ace could come. I guess a king could come. We'd make top pair. That would be pretty good. I think we check a king a lot of the time on the turn, right? Because we have a bad kicker, yeah. and we've given him a free card, so he can have us beat. If an ace comes, and, and like, what's the value really? There's not a ton of value. I guess we can actually bet a lot of things if he checks and it's a brick, right? Because we could have like two red jacks or something like that, two red queens, and check this flop if we wanted to. Although a stack to pot says we would just bet. Yeah, right? usually we would. We're bet. just supposed to go with any kind of top pair or better hand here on the flop. So like, you got it, you got it, man. Like. There, it's it's like there's no money left. You know, yeah. we got to go. That pot is worth winning right now. This is the thing. The pot is already really worth winning. I don't like checking. I think we should try and win it. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you're right that you kind of have to bet a little bigger so that you are essentially committed to the pot. I mean, bet like 70% of the pot and don't fold. Or yeah. bet the whole pot and don't fold. Or bet all in. Just bet all in and whatever. He does whatever he wants to do. What's he supposed to do, by the way, if we go all in here with 7-5? I guess he has to fold? I'm not sure what he's supposed to do. I mean, we might go all in with two red queens, you know, right. just like because like it's we just don't want to deal with it anymore. Or two queens with or two black queens. Yeah, we might go all in with. Honestly, it's like I don't know if a spade comes, it's going to be hard to get value anyway. Like I hope you have something. Whatever yeah. the pot's worth winning. Who cares? Like yeah. I want to win right now. Um, yeah. So I may. I think maybe all in is actually the move. It might be. But it any seems... big bet, any big bet that commits us is fine. Yeah, because it's all the same. But she checks instead. Okay. Which I don't actually hate so much. It's fine. I don't hate it either. I just feel like we're making it really hard to win now. Yeah. Really, really hard to win. All right. So check, check. The turn is now the ace of clubs. That's an incredible card for us. It really is. As Emma. Like, we would think Patrick doesn't have too many aces in his range. He did three bet. He did call the four bet. You think he would probably be moving in with ace, king, or ace, queen preflop a lot? Yeah, I think that's right. Certainly ace-king. Yeah. Probably ace-queen, unless he thinks he is just so much better than we are. And if he had, like, an ace-x suited hand, maybe he would play it this way pre-flop, but he might decide to shove or fold also. I mean, 
it turns out he probably would have called since he has seven five suit, yeah. but as MO, we probably don't know that. Right. This goes back to the sizing thing a little bit too, where we sort of price in all that stuff more than we should have. If he has ace jack, do we think he's, he's not folding ace jack when we four bet? I guess. No, I don't think he can. He's just gonna call with it. I guess he can't really shove it either. I guess he could have ace yeah. jack, but at that at the same point, Emma's got more aces than Patrick does. I believe. Um, that's probably true. Yeah. That's probably true. Because she's going to turn a lot of her weaker aces into four bets also, I think. At least most players are hmm. against a competent opponent. Yeah. And they're probably going to, like, if she has ace four of clubs, she's going to check this flop, right? I mean, like. I don't know if she's going to check this flop if she has ace four of clubs. But maybe. I mean, maybe it's just, like, is. such a horrible flop for that hand. And your opponent might have hit any part of it. I mean, that's not true. Our opponent called a four bet. He has, like. He doesn't have just wild any two cards. He has a pretty reasonable range. No, that's true. But it turns out he's 5'7", so it's less than what I'm saying, right? Yeah. But you would think he's got things like king-queen and king-jack suited and ace-10 suited and stuff like that. He has pretty good hands here. And this, this flop doesn't hit that much of it. Would you bet ace-four of clubs on the flop if you were Emma? Just bet it and pray. I think I would because I'd be just so concerned. I bet small, though. But I'd be so concerned about just I can't ever win this pot if I don't bet it. The problem is, though, that like if he has any sort of spade draw or gut shot, he might shove on you or yeah. call. And those are both bad. Those are bad. But like if we had ace king with the ace of spades, we would bet small on the flop, right? We'd bet the flop anyway. Yeah. We just would. So we can have those hands. Right. But would you bet ace four of clubs? I mean, I think I, I think I would just feel like I have to win this pot. This pot is not, I've, I've made this pot super huge. I didn't do it to, to give up on it. Well, clearly she has a check back range. So assuming you yeah, have one, true. assuming you have one. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, okay. Ace four is a good one to not bet if, because it's ace high. Yeah. It's ace high and it has like nothing to do with this board. Right. Right. And we still will have something like 11 million left, right? Yeah. So we still have 55 blinds. Right. We don't have to like lose everything right now. Yeah. It's actually okay. To, you know, 55 blinds is pretty good. Okay, we'll have thrown away 20 blinds here, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. We can still win this tournament for sure. We're still, yeah. we're still tough to play against with 55 blinds. All this to say, I think she has a reasonable amount of aces in her range as played. Okay. Um, I mean, not, she could absolutely have ace, queen, ace, king that are red. Yeah, and she very, very well could. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have ace, four of clubs, obviously, because it's the ace of clubs on the turn. So right. Not possible. Uh, but Patrick checks. Sure. He does not like this card, obviously, with his flopped middle pair. Well, he doesn't have ace, king ever, no. right? And he knows it and she knows it. Well, I mean, even his actual hand doesn't like this card. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, and she bets, which I think is the only option here. Yeah. Yeah. She goes small. She bets three million. I think that's actually fine. I like it. Because of the ace being there. Yep. He's much less likely to do a check shove now without having a real hand because he expects yeah. he's going to get called a lot. The bluffs are going to be much less effective now. She's repping ace-queen or ace-king really well based on how she's played this, right? Yeah. Like, it absolutely looks like she has that. Yeah, she really could. Yep. And uh, Patrick calls. Do you think he should be calling? I don't think so, man. I don't like the call prefob. I don't think I like this call either. I mean, it's $3 million to $8 million. Yeah. 3 to 11. Okay. We have we have a 7, right? Yeah, a 7. There's three spades on the board and there's an ace on the board that just came and she checked the flop and bet the ace, right? Yeah. Doesn't she just like have us beat almost always? No, she has king 9. 
Almost always? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Feels like we're almost always beat here. Now, like if she was going to bluff, she could have bluffed the flop and chose not to. Now, this is true as it turns out, but why would we think that? Why well, would we think we're ahead here? Well, there are some reasons to possibly think that. Jonathan Little okay. was doing the commentary who played the tournament. Yeah. And he said Emma loves to bluff and she bluffs all the time. Hmm. So maybe Patrick is aware of that. Yeah. So that would make it a little bit more sensible. That would. But it's interesting that she checked back the flop then. It is. Because it's hard to come up with a bluffing range that checks back the flop and bets the ace. It's it is. possible. She could have king, queen, or king, jack, or something like that. And she would probably play it just like this, right? Yeah. Um, if she didn't bet the flop, I should say. She might bet the flop with those hands, though. It also could be like she has some four-bet bluffing range where the flop really missed her in a major way, and now she's obligated to bet because it's an ace, and he, he's aware of that. Right, you know? right. Like the ace, she's going to bet the ace, she's whether, betting she, the ace. whether she has it or not. She's betting the ace, it's true. But I just feel like we have, we're at such a massive disadvantage here. Forget about range's advantage. Her range versus her actual hand is so bad for us right now. Yeah. I just don't like... We're out of position. What is the plan here? There's, let's say we're ahead. There's a million bad cards on the river that make it impossible for us to call, or, or we just lose to, right? Any spade, there's straight cards, there's over cards... If somehow we're ahead now anyway, I don't like this call. It's mostly just an ace we're worried about, though, right, as Patrick? I mean, a king, a queen, those could be bad cards, too, for us. No, I mean, I mean oh, right now. that she has in oh, her hand. Right now that we're losing to. Yeah. Unless she flopped the nuts, yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Right, which whatever. That just happens sometimes. Okay, sure. Yeah. But, like, we're not thinking she has, like, jack 10 or... No. A hand like, uh, you know, king 10 with the king of spades or something. No, no, no. We're not thinking that. We're not thinking that. No, right now it's an ace or it's um, or like a flush. Those are like the only things we're really obviously losing to. Yeah. Maybe it's okay to call based on that. Maybe. Doesn't she have a lot of aces, though? She has a lot of I, aces. I, she, I guess. I think she has a lot of aces. She has more than, than Patrick does, but I guess, I mean, like if she's known as a very bluffy player, yeah. then she might not have But that. she didn't bluff the flop. I know. The bluffy player didn't bluff the flop. That's the thing that's like makes it harder for me to make this call reasonable. That's all. I think it's fine. Okay. It's fine, but we have to have a pretty clear plan about the river, right? I mean, there's so many bad rivers for us. The, the, wet, the super wet nature of this board makes it so much harder for us to play. Yeah. That's one of the things I don't. If it was two spades instead of three, I'd feel way better about this call. If there wasn't three cards to a, a straight where there's, you know, eight cards that can come in that make four to a straight, I feel way better about this call. But there's just so many tough cards for us to play on the river. Yeah. Now, we could decide, I guess, if some of those cards come in to bluff ourselves, to suddenly bet. Like if a straight card comes in, like a, as an eight or a nine could come in, right? And that would make a, uh, that would put four to a straight out there. We could suddenly bet. And be we repping, could. like, one pair with an 8 or a 9 or a hand, like 10-9 or 10-8 or something. I mean, also, like, he is getting almost 4-1. to one. Yeah. So it's like, oh, it's 4-1 to one to kind of figure out, like, to try to avoid those terrible rivers and then have the option to figure That's it true. out. And maybe know? she gives up. Yeah. Maybe she gives up sometimes we just get to win. It's, yeah. hard, it's hard to bet again. Although, the, as you, we can see that she's setting up, if she's going to bet again, she's shoving. Yeah. So it's like the whole tournament's about to come down to this, potentially. No, maybe not. But it could come down to... This, and we just have a seven in our hand. I don't know. Well, it doesn't, the whole tournament doesn't come down to it if we fold. Right. But we could fold now and avoid that whole spot. I don't know. It just seems like we're putting ourselves in such a tough spot. It seems like we're putting ourselves in a tough spot, but I still think it's a reasonable call. Because of the price? Because of the price and the fact that like she basically just has aces for value and maybe a slow-played flush. Mm-hmm. 
it's not and if she's at all bluffy like some, yeah, she's bluffy. Even, even bluffy helps. players, like bluffy, doesn't mean bad, right? Like no. bluffy could mean variation of types of bluffs. Mm-hmm. Delayed C bet being one of them, right? You know, right. So I'm not, I'm not so in hate with this. I mean, call. clearly, clearly, that's the case here too. Yeah. So, so she has that move, and I would assume it's Patrick sort of probably knows that, right? right? He's been playing with her at this final table at least for hours. Yeah. So I'm fine with it. Okay. Emma hates it. Yeah. Obviously, I'm not a huge fan. I don't like it. Okay. I think it's uh, probably correct. You think it's probably incorrect. Seems like it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, Emma, Emma doesn't like it. She, she's really hoping for that eight of spades to pop off. That'd be nice. I mean, at this point, she'll take, any, she'll take a king, although a king doesn't feel great either, but she'll take it. Yeah. But really, yeah, a spade would be great. Yeah. A, an eight. Any eight would be great. Really. A king she'll take, she'll a, take, actually, I think she'd prefer an, a non-eight spade. Like, the eight of diamonds is really the dream card, right? Like... It's not so bad to have the super nuts. Oh, no, of course. But I'm saying like any other spade, you'd rather, have, you'd rather make the straight than the flush. That's all. Oh, yeah. But I said the eight of spades. Of course. Yes. Straight not so, of course you want to make the best possible hand. Yes. That's it. I do. Yeah. That is my constant goal in poker. Powerful. To make the best possible hand. All right. So now we have, I did not write down the pop, but I'm going to do a little bit of math. Okay. It's, it's 14 million. Okay. Uh, 14 million in the pot. She has like 8 million left. 8.3. Jeez. Yeah. So the river is the three of hearts. That's a brick. It's a bricky brick. Unless Emma had ace three or Patrick had ace three. Sure. Which is both possible, but unlikely. It's really hard for Patrick to have ace three. Why? Oh, because he called the four bet. Called the four bet pre. Yeah, that's why. Maybe he can have ace three suited, but yeah. All right, so Patrick checks. There's not really much option. He could lead as a bluff. He could suddenly turn his hand into a bluff. Otherwise, he's got to check. But he's got some showdown value. I mean, he called on the turn thinking he might be good, right? He didn't call the bluff now. No. Well, maybe you you thought maybe he would. Well, on certain certain rivers. Yeah. yeah. But this wouldn't be a, a river to do it on. No, not really. So there's a breakdown because Emma then moves in. Yeah. For 8.3 million, which is just 1.1 million less than Patrick has, we're heads up for the thing. Mm-hmm. Patrick does not have a good hand. He's got a seven. No. The board, for those who don't remember, is uh, six, seven, ten, all spades, ace of clubs on the turn, three of hearts on the river. And here we are. We are at that one big decision that I referenced at the beginning. Yeah. So Patrick is asking himself, the main thing he's asking himself is, would Emma do this with one pair for value? Right. And that's a really good question because... We started very deep in this hand. We started very deep, but we're not really very deep anymore, right? True. I mean, we, she's got she's shoving like forty-one blinds or something. Is that right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, like forty-one blinds. Yeah. And but the pot is way bigger than that. This is just a, this is just like a normal bet. Really. Yeah. Now I know it's an all-in bet, so she's so she may be a little more conservative with some of her value. Because she doesn't want to get snapped and like lose the tournament when she doesn't have to. Right. But there's a, I think there's big chunks of her value. She really could do this with very reasonably. Okay, let's eliminate some hands. Good. Some one pair hands. Do it. Obviously, if it's a one pair hand, it's an ace or better. Well, yes. it, has to, it can't be better if it's one pair. Um, of course, it's an ace. So if she has one pair hands, where does that cutoff lay? Good question. I think the worst possible hand, I don't know if this can be in there, but I think we can comfortably eliminate everything that isn't ace jack or better. Yes. Good. Um, I think ace-king is a pretty easy shove here. I think ace-queen is a pretty easy shove here. 
So to me, ace-jack is the only question I have. Do you yeah. agree with the first two things I said? I think ace-queen is not as easy of a shove. How come? He never has ace-king himself. That's true. Yeah. A yeah. miracle could happen. He could decide to fold ace-queen himself. He never has ace-queen, though, right? No, he never has ace-queen. So he doesn't have ace-king, he doesn't have ace-queen. So they play this. They should play the same. If he can never have ace-queen or ace-king, then I guess we should probably be okay shoving ace-jack, right? I guess so. Because... We're trying to get called by the same group of hands, or if we, or if Ace Jack decides to fold, that's fine. But like, the only thing I guess we have to concern ourselves with is how it balances itself out with some of the other things we would have. That being said, yeah, all of this being said, and I agree with what you're saying. These are two players who are probably quite good, mm-hmm. but it's not Justin Bonomo against Feder Holtz. Like right. Justin Bonomo knows automatically that Ace King is an easy shove here without a spade in his hand. Right. I don't know if even most good players are pulling that trigger in a spot like this. Hmm. Really? Yeah. Heads up? I mean, would would you not shove heads up with Ace-King here? I think I would. But I don't think that everybody would. Huh. I feel like this is such a, such a beautiful run out for Ace-King, you know, where like that three of hearts is like, oh, baby, that's just what I was looking for. You yeah. know? Like, please... Please, Patrick, have ace 10. Have ace jack suited. I mean, suited. Four, 4 5 did get there. Not that it's a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Sure. 4 5 got there and checked and fine. Whatever. That's fine. Like, we're going to lose a little bit when we shove, but mostly we're going to either take it down or once in a while get called and have the best hand. Mostly when we get called, I think we have the best hand because I don't think he's got that many traps with the pot, stack to pot being so small. All right, so if you had ace-king, what would you be looking to get called by? Um, just worse aces. And maybe some weird heroes, but I wouldn't, be looking for the, I wouldn't be looking for the weird heroes. My target would be specifically other aces, and hopefully good aces, you know? Like, he called a four-bet. Ace-ten suited. Let's go. You know, Do you ace think jack. Patrick would lead the turn with those hands sometimes? I don't. Okay. Maybe if he... Okay, maybe it comes down to if he has a spade in his hand or not. If he has ace-jack with the ace of spades, I think he can check the turn. If he has it without the ace of spade, without sorry, without a spade in his hand, he might be a little more inclined to bet the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that because like giving another free card is doesn't feel great when you make top pair. But I think if he has ace jack with the jack of spades, he's definitely check calling the turn. Do you disagree? No, I think that's the most likely play. He's probably doing it even if he doesn't have a spade in his hand, really, just because he knows she's going to bet and she's bluffy. Yeah, like don't we just have to let her bet? Now he could check raise, but that seems like a that's bad not idea. A bad, that's not a good idea. Yeah, so. I think we just check call and hope a spade doesn't come off and see what happens. Okay. So we think if Emma is theorizing this and actually putting into practice all of these things, she's moving in with ace-king, ace-queen, and ace-jack. I think so. I think ace-king and ace-queen are pretty clear. Yeah. Ace-jack is, is close, but I think you're supposed to move in with that too. I think a lot of players just don't. Yeah, I think, I think a lot of players don't. And I can really understand with a quarter million dollars on the line, you just sort of, even myself sitting there and being like, you know what? I just don't want to be wrong here. Like, yeah. I don't want to be wrong. And it's, it's a marginal spot now. Cause like, what am I hoping to get called by now? I would have been hoping to get called by ace Jack, but getting called by ace Jack chops me now. So now I need to be called by ace 10, sorry, ace nine or ace eight. Cause ace 10 has me beat ace nine or ace eight or worse aces than that, which are maybe not going to call me And ace yeah. nine or ace eight. Maybe doesn't even call my four bet. Right. So I might talk myself and do not shoving ace Jack as a result. Yeah. But ace, ace King and ace queen feel like, Oh yeah, come on. Right. Okay, so those are the uh, 
the the questionable ones. I think it's pretty obvious that she's going to shove any aces up hand. Like, yeah. I think she'll probably check back. It, like, the story makes perfect sense for ace six or ace seven. Yeah. If she decided to four bet those hands, absolutely to check back those pairs in the flop, and then and then hit two pair in the turn and go bet bet. Yep. And like, oh, babe, like call me with the ace ten or ace jack, never ace ten, but call right. me with ace jack or ace nine, please. Yeah. Yeah. So those those are no question. Like, yes, that that's going to happen. Agreed. Spades are pretty unlikely just because she checked back the flop. I mean, I know she's going to do it sometimes, but usually she's going to try to build the pot at that point. Yeah, usually she can bet small and hope yeah. it all works out. Um, um, so Patrick's probably asking himself, what does it look like I have as played? That's a good question. It looks to me like he either has... I think it looks like he has an ace. Doesn't it look like he has an ace? It looks a bit like he has an ace, yeah. Like you, could, not, you could also have something like Jack-10 or Queen-10 suited that yes. he's, because he's... Probably going to check the flop, and then he can't lead the turn on that card. Like, he hasn't... It generally looks like he has one pair, and I think a 10 or an ace are the two most likely, by far, the two most likely things he can have there. Yeah. Okay. So, because his range looks relatively weak, that might make him think that she's more likely to bluff. Yeah. I mean, it does look weak, and I think she should be more likely to bluff as a result. So, yeah, I agree. He should... If he's thinking that far, yes. Okay. Right. So the next question is, Patrick, is if I'm going to call here, what are the hands that make sense as bluffs? Just random two cards, I guess. Yes. Well, maybe we can have all the king, queen, all the all the paint over cards, basically, you know, but there aren't that many of those. But king, queen, king, jack, queen, jack, all could be there. Right. Where they bet the turn because the ace comes and now they're like, well, go away. Yeah. Fold your one pair. I mean, I really love her attacking. What what feels what I hand that feels capped at one pair. It doesn't have to be capped. I no, know. he could have the nuts, you know. Of course. And he could have two pair. He could have like rivered two yeah. pair, like you were saying, and check. But mostly he's gonna have one pair, like at like his for his value. Like most yeah. of his most of his strong value is one pair. And that's not super strong, but for him that's strong based on his range, right? So that's that's a good time to attack. Yeah. So I like I like her move in. What do you think about the move in? I know we're talking about him, but just to jump yeah. back to a second. Okay. Especially if she thinks she can rep ace queen and ace king reputably. Yeah. I think she can. Do you think she can? I think so too, but you have to know the opponent to know if they yeah. would think he would do that. Yeah. That's right. Maybe he thinks, so he's sitting there and he's got the five, seven. He doesn't fold right away, right? He goes into the tank. This is his one big decision. Like we were talking about. Maybe he thinks, Okay. She's only doing this the ace king or ace queen most of the time, besides the, like the nuts and stuff like yeah. that, which is not very much of a range. The ace kings and the ace queens really make up a lot of it, right? Of yeah. what she's repping. And maybe he thinks like if she had a spade in her hand, she would have bet the flop with it with those hands. Mm-hmm. So I can eliminate those. Yeah. So that cuts down on it at least fairly significantly, anyway, right? There's now yeah, only two aces left. Yeah. Right. Um, and we can eliminate the queen of spades and the king of spades also. So it's like twelve combos total. I think it's 16 combos. If you eliminate either spade. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Because I, yeah. I was eliminating both spades also. Yeah. But that's, that doesn't help us, does it? No. You're right. So it's 16. Yeah. Well, I went to 12 and you said 16. That seems like something's wrong. Well, there's two aces. There aren't really two aces. There's three that's aces. The there's three aces. Well, yeah. I'm saying he wouldn't bet the aces. She wouldn't bet the aces spades, though. Right? So there's really two aces. And then there's three queens that are ah, not the queen of spades. That's yeah. six. You're right. And then there's a seventh. So there's 14 combos. Okay. Okay, good. 14 combos that she could show up with here. Two of them are the nuts. And then the other ones are the ace kings and the ace queens that we think she might check back. But we really believe she'd bet if she had a spade in her hand and yeah. the overs. 
Right. Okay. So cool. We came up with 14 combos that make a lot of sense. Right. And then, of course, A6 and A7 make sense. Yes. Which I'd assume are mostly suited when she's going to four bet. I mean, I would assume that too, but, you know, it's heads up. Things get weird. Yeah. He does block A7. That's true. That's, I imagine, that helps a little bit. I imagine Ace-10 is going to bet the flop pretty much every time. You would expect so. With the stacked yeah. pot being what it is, where she's desperate to win and terrified of a bad card coming off, any yeah. spade, any eight, any nine, any overcard, they all suck. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to bet. She's going to bet pretty much any overpair on the flop. I don't have to worry about that. I mean, she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have played an overpair like this anyway, right? Unless she has two aces with the ace of spades in her hand, maybe. She's getting tricky. That's it. Even so that, if, if she is that. super bluffy, let's assume yeah. she is super bluffy, and, and we, we've pretty much nailed her value range, let's assume. Okay. With the aces up and the non-spade ace, king ace, queens. She's also probably going to have all of the paint cards without a spade that missed. Yeah. And because like the ace is just an obligation to do this. Absolutely. She will. With that, mathematically, this is a call. Yep. I mean, not including any sort of tournament, tournament implication type thing. Yep. Like the moment being big and stuff and like making it less likely that she's bluffing because there's no ICM. We're heads up. Mm -hmm. It's just pure poker. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, it's a call. It's a call as long as we think that she's really pulling the trigger with those hands. Yes, of course. Um, And it's a call also if we we also have to believe, though, that like there there are some tournament implications, even though there's no ICM. Right. Which is like, we're still going to have a lot of blinds if we fold here. We don't have to put our entire tournament on the line right now. Yeah, but what's the other side? That we can win? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Well, but we can also lose. Like, sure. we can effectively be out of the tournament. Like, we, we're putting our whole tournament basically on the I mean, line we'll right now. we'll have, like, one blind left. Yeah, right. That's true. Once in a while, we come back. Um, Actually, we'll have a lot more than that. We'll have six, seven blinds. Seven blinds. I mean, yeah. that's fine, but it's not great, right? We're usually going to lose. We're yeah. almost always going to lose. Um, something like 90% of the time we'll lose, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe even more. So, I mean, it's a call from a chip EV point of view, for sure. From a, I mean, I, this is all comes down to it in this tournament spot. I don't know if it's as much an obvious call. because I don't know that. if what you're saying makes sense when there's no ICM. I mean, I feel like it's still, I mean, I guess it comes back. To, I guess what I'm really thinking about is the moment thing, right? If we really believe she has that many bluffs in her, then we're supposed to call. Yeah. And that's that. Because chip right. EV is chip EV you're at right. this point. You're right. At this point, it's true. No, you're right. You're right. So we have to really believe, though, that she's capable of it, even at this spot. Yeah. And if we knew that she could have king nine with a nine of spades in her hand, then we would definitely call. I mean, geez. Because that adds so many combos of bluffs. Now, now everything's in play. Yeah. Yeah. So if we know she's very bluffy, I guess you're right. We're supposed to call. Um, I just don't think I, I mean, this is the spot that we're supposed to. This is why I don't like being calling the turn. Now, even a bad card didn't come off. A good card came off. But it still is such a brutal spot. We're like... Ugh, not only are we going to lose when we lose, it's going to be bad. It's on TV. We're going to look so stupid. We're never going to live this hand down, man. All right, you're Jonathan Levy. Yeah. You're not super bluffy. Okay. You have King, Queen of Diamonds. Yeah. Do you take the line that Emma took? I probably bet the flop, but besides that, I take the... I certainly... I, if I don't bet the flop, I 100% bet turn, and sh- I think I shove River. Okay, and you're not even... Wait, wait. Do I shove River? Let me think. Yeah, because they they're, he almost always has one pair that isn't a strong ace. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So it's a call because you're Jonathan Lovey. You're not a crazy bluffy person. Right. Meaning she has a lot more yeah. bluffs than I do, right? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. I think it is a call. 
I mean, I, now that we're here, I guess it's a call. I don't like it. No, it's an uncomfortable call. It feels horrible. It's going to look great if we're right. Well, guess what? Yeah. He does. He does call. He calls. He ends the tournament with a superhero call. Yes. That is how good would he feel at that moment, winning the tournament on that call? How freaking good would that feel? It's amazing. It's an amazing spot to make that call and be right. Yeah. You, you didn't end the tournament on a cooler, which feels great anyway. Who cares? You won a huge tournament. But winning on that call? Yeah. So like, cool. How many people in the world make that call? You yeah. Know, not many at all. No. I would not have made that call. I wouldn't have been there. I would have folded no. on every street. I would have folded. I had a chance to fold. I would have folded pre. I would have folded on the turn. I would have folded on the river. Um, yeah. But to get there and make that call, it just feels like, like, I think some people call the turn and fold the river with the plan of folding the river. If she bets again, like, you know, like, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, you got it. I understand. I'm folding. Yeah. Um, I feel like so often when we really get into combos and stuff like that, this is obviously not in every spot. It's just like, there's so many spots where it's like, yeah, you just have to call. Mm-hmm. Like the answer is often you just have to call. Yeah. You know? And I guess it belies uh, what feels like what you're, what we were originally taught playing poker, which is like, you know, you're supposed to have it. Right. You know, but of course, when you take these weak lines, you're, you can't have it. Yeah. You know, so then it's a question of how do you decide what you're calling with? And then I might be sitting there, I might say, God, I have so many better hands than this. Like I have aces, I have tens, I have pocket pairs that are, I have all these things. Well, maybe not pocket pairs, but I have so many things that are better than this bad seven that I have, you know, Mm -hmm. but he went a step further, which is like, she's bluffy. She doesn't have to have it. This is a line she would take when she doesn't have it too. I'm going with it. Yeah, man. But I just feel like, man, if he's wrong, aren't we killing him right now? Maybe we're not. Maybe not. Maybe we do. Maybe we could do all the same math and we're just not killing. But I feel like I'd be like, you just have to fold, man. Like find a better spot. I think we would be asking, but in practice, do they really bluff here? Right, right, right. That's what it is. That's what we'd say. You know, when people bet twice, it's I mean, the point is this. She already won a WPT last year, right? She's learned that betting twice is really powerful. Yep. Like people fold really good hands when you bet twice. Yep. Because not enough people bet twice. Yep. So, yeah, if she's not balanced the other way, I guess we just have to hold on sometimes. Even so, man, this is such a bad hand to hold on with. You mean if she's not unbalanced, we have to hold on? No, I'm saying she's going to be unbalanced towards bluffs. Oh. So we just decide to hold on even more than we would. Well, if you you think she should have like a 70-30 value to bluff ratio on the river here? She's supposed to. She's not going to. We clearly... 70-30 70-30 still gets us pretty close to calling, by the way. It's actually not exactly 70-30 because how much is in the pot already, right? So she, it's probably, she's probably supposed to have, um, oh, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to figure it out. Whatever. Let's not, let's not worry too much about it. It's probably like a little bit less bluffy, I would think. So like 75-25? Something like that. All right. But anyway, what were you going to say about it? Well, like 70-30, if that's the actual ratio, it actually gets us pretty close to Chip EV calling here. Because of the price? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think it's just actually a theoretically good call, but it's only if your opponent is bluffing. I mean, this is is that thing, like the in-practice thing, where like you can talk yourself into getting a good price throughout poker hands and then just lose all the money in the world, right? right? I mean, we see guys do this all the time, you know, and we've been those guys, I'm sure, at times too. Sure. Um, so it comes down to really like, you have to know your opponent is actually capable of pulling the trigger in these spots. Now we know she is apparently since Jonathan Little said so, Yeah, which is fair, but, uh, 
But like so often it's like, yeah, the old guy gave me a great price, but so what? It doesn't matter. Like he's always got it. It is better than what the hell I have. I should fold now. And if he doesn't always have it, he almost always has it. You know what I mean? He has it way, 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 way too much for me to ever call here profitably. You know? You just fold. And that's powerful and that works. But... Well, Patrick was right this time. Man. Nice call. Nice job. I would love to say I could make this call. I just don't think I would have. I don't, wouldn't have been here anyway. Right. But I feel like I might have just snap folded the river when she bets again to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, I shouldn't have called the turn. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't have called the turn, honestly. Yeah, I guess you wouldn't have. Anyway, that's nice a cool, job, Patrick. cool way to win a tournament. Really, really cool way to win. So show. Win the main event like this. Win the World Series main event. Then, then we'll do a freaking breakdown. We already did a, a uh, break, breakdown. Uh, Okay, well, we'll do another win, one. Win it anyway. I don't care. I want to win it. I'm talking to Patrick right now. Okay, goodbye, Patrick. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make.